Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Serum, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Things are getting complicated for the coterie minus Irons. Everett managed to talk to Billy Kincaid with the help of the mysterious nurse before finding out the detective was fated to die. While Ridley found himself blackmailed by Damien Black, who has kidnapped Ridley's mom. Will the cultry be able to continue their immortal mission now that the people closest to them are in very mortal danger? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Having received new information uh, about Billy Kincaid, uh, some alarming importance uh, from a, a tarot deck, and uh, strange, vaguely threatening uh, instructions from the the new Note Nostra. Vaguely, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Everett and Ridley, uh, you are on your way uh, to the the biker bar of uh, is Orpheon. 
the uh, the French biker gang that you uh, encountered way, 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 way back. It's been a long time coming. Episode one. (laughs) Uh, They were the ones who fought us on the road after. Yeah, yeah, you you can count them a few times, but specifically you're going back to the bar, uh, which Mm -hmm. was your your initial uh, sort of the the site of, of one of your earliest adventures. Um, but of course, this time you're, you're going with with an eye to to observe uh, and uh, to uh, to gather more information and to ultimately help plan your assault um, against it uh, in the name of uh, the Prince of Montreal, but also in the name of your coterie not getting murdered by bikers that you keep pissing off. So it's time to uh, end what Mad Martha started and. Um, put a put an end to the orphans yeah the camarilla police <laughs> observe and eat <laughs> exactly um so um you're on your way to the bar um i just want to check in and see if there's anything you'd want to be a if there's anything you want to do before you head there um i know uh everett you've got a couple um a couple sort of uh opens in the fire yeah a couple irons in the fire a couple open questions um yep. and uh Ridley, I think you would probably be most concerned about getting there because you want your snack to like make you not bleed so much no more. Yeah, that seems to be his big thought because I think he's only got a little of an idea of what he saw of the car. So I don't think that's going to be enough to track where Mama Beef is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mama Beef. Mama Beef. So, um, he, but he, he, I imagine Everett would have filled him in on like, the Billy Kincaid shit. Yes, 100%. That, yeah, yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we can safely assume you're both up to speed on what the other would uh, would say, unless there was something you wanted to keep uh, to yourself. But I feel like nothing was so no, Ridley intensely personal and secretive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. no. I think we did ex- like share a little bit last episode too. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, Ridley, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think it just ended with Ridley doing a long thing and they going, okay, so what happened with Billy? <laughs> yes, <laughs> where yeah, the 100%. episode ended, so... Yeah. I'll imagine that was filled in. Uh, so Ridley would, of course, be be probably leaning towards, I need to fucking eat someone and we need to figure out what's going on with the orphans. But if there's Billy shit along the way, he'd be on board. Cool. Uh, Tyler, how pressing is the Billy Kincaid situation for, for Everett? Is it a post-deal with the orphans or a pre-deal with the orphans? Well, Whereas the better question is, is it a tonight thing? Um, like as this, this evening wears on or is it like a get to it when you can kind of deal? He would probably... See, between visiting her wife at the at the Silver Glove or finding out what the Seven of Wands means, I think he'd probably want to find out what the Seven of Wands means sooner than later, mm-hmm. just to have that in his back pocket. And we talked about maybe Sorka and Fiona having some insight, Dederick knowing, or Mr. Ken. So I think the moment it came up that he wanted to look into that, Ridley'd be like taking your cell phone out and punching in Dedrick's number and just being like, all right, so we got a cab, Rob. Why don't you call him and see what the fuck's going on with that card? Yeah, yeah, that would that would definitely be something that Everett would be up for. Cool. Uh, so we are calling Dedrick about the Seven of Wands. Then is the the kind of cap yeah. cap right yeah. thing. Um, Ridley doesn't have anybody else's number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally fair. Um, all right, so um, you you get Dedrick on the uh, like the third ring, um, and uh, just picks up and says, uh, "Hi, uh, R- Ridley, Mister Beef. Um, good good to hear from you. I'm so so glad to hear you're okay." Um, it's it is crazy out there, and not kind of in the, the the fun, you know, get into some hijinks kind of way. Uh, kind of in a, a scary um, people getting killed kind of way. Uh, and I'm glad I'm glad you're not one of them. Um, I kind of lost track of you at uh, at Elysium, but you know, I'm, I'm, it seems like you guys did okay. I mean, the prince seemed pretty enamored with Iris. That was awesome. I'm talking too much. I'm talking. Too, I'm so sorry. What's uh, what's up? All right, so you're on speaker. Uh, Everett's got some questions for you about some sort of card. Edric, hi. It's uh, it's Everett here. Oh, hi, Everett. Hi. Uh, look, I just had like a tarot card reading from a. Uh, I looked at the driver. Is this uh, is this a cool driver or a? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you okay. know, you know who's driving this cab. Oh, all right, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? This whole conversation is just getting <laughs> like his chatter is getting picked up on speakerphone. <laughs> I was gonna save you from it, but yeah, it's a lot of like yeah, you know, people use. I, I, I always hear a lot of interesting conversations. You know, it's amazing the kind of personal details people talk about in the back of a cab. Uh, but you know, I don't want you guys to feel like I'm listening in or anything. So I'm just gonna put the radio on real loud. But you gotta let me know if it's too loud back there for you. Just, I mean, it's gotta be loud enough that I can't hear you, but also loud. Okay, enough just do can... the radio thing. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. This is Carly Ray. <laughs> You guys should really listen to her stuff if you haven't. It's it's pretty good. 
Every, do you have do you have headphones that we could plug into the phone? <laughs> Tom, you've really captured something there. I want I want to commend you. <laughs> Thanks, oh, buddy. Man. <laughs> the part uh, I was born to play, apparently. No, nah, really, I got nothing like that. Uh, yeah, Dedrick. <laughs> I I had a tarot card reading done earlier by a kindred. Uh, she seemed uh, pretty keen and capable with them cards. She did some fairly uh, exceptional, I don't know, uh, uh, blood magic or or something. Oh, oh uh, no! She uh, she flipped the uh, the seven of wands for my friend's uh, when my friend's ultimate fate was brought into question. I just want to know if you know anything about what that uh, what that might mean. Um, and he he kind of uh, just sort of hums to himself um, the way that generally speaking, anyone who reads tarot or is good with um, horoscopes or anything else, where it's just that moment of like, I have to try and cross check everything I know about this card because I'm not actually the one doing it and everything else. Um, and uh, he says, uh, okay, so um, this this blood magic using, oh, that's okay. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a lot. Um, did uh, they didn't give you an actual reading though? They didn't try to interpret the card. They just just flipped it and told you what it was and, and left. Yeah, pretty much. They were real coy about it afterwards. Uh, they were kind of aloof and happy, but they seem like they've got a real capacity for cruelty and violence. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, that that's a lot of tarot reading. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, could really swing either way. A large um, capacity for cruelty and violence. I mean, you never know. You never know. I just like, look, I've known a few people, you know, around Elysium and they, they'll they just, you know, they'll flip a card and be like, oh, this means you get punched in the face, Dedrick. And I'm like, ah, oh, you got me. Uh, it seems like a lot of the cards lead to me getting punched in the face. So like, I'm glad you didn't. That's that's a bonus. That's good. Um, the Seven of Wands. Uh, that's an interesting one. I, I can uh, see why they didn't necessarily give you uh, a definition. Uh, it's because it really sits on a balance point. It can be either really good or really, really bad. Um, in the best sense, um, it means that, uh, there's a, your, your friend is facing a, a challenge, uh, you know, uh, competition protection, um, that, uh, that there's, there's some element of perseverance. Um, that said, if the card is reversed, it means exhaustion, giving up and, and being overwhelmed. Uh, my guess is if, if the reader didn't tell you whether the card was upright or reversed, uh, odds are that your, your friend is balanced right, right in the middle that either whatever she's facing, she, she can pull through or, she's just going to give up um, that, that it's too much. Does that sound about right? I don't, maybe I, I, I got a chance to talk with her and she was, uh, she was pretty keen to persevere. We had made, you know, plans that she was intent on following. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I guess you, you just have to hope that, uh, Whoever else is reading the card uh, reads it the same way. Right. Damn. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Dedrick. Uh, have a have a good night. Oh, thanks. Also, what club are you guys at that's playing Carly Rae Jepsen this year? I honestly, I've been, I haven't heard her in a while, and I gotta say, I've missed her. Ridley um, just hangs up. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, I was gonna tell that guy. You know, uh, a lot of clubs will just play a song if you ask uh, for them, and then sometimes they make you sing. Um, you know, you just got to make sure there's not a microphone up there. You know, I used to go to karaoke at this great Irish pub. It's called TJ Malone's, but I don't think it's there anymore. Anyway, it was real good for a while. They did a lot of karaoke over there. We can go to some karaoke later if you want. I I don't sing myself, but I know people who do, and maybe you can hang out with them and I could kind of be there too. I'm just going to let him tire himself out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fool's errand, my good sir. Um, All right. So having ascertained that uh, the interpretation uh, of the card was somewhat skewed um, in a way that likely would have been threatening if uh, Everett had any knowledge of tarot, um, but also uh, in a way that uh, was clearly kind of programmed to leave you with questions uh, about what the the vampiric intentions for Billy are. Um, Everett, you're left feeling now kind of uh, more than ever that... um, Billy has made her decision and based on the conversation that the two of you had, she has kind of determined what she's going to attempt to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the sounds of things, that's the best you can hope for right now. Um, the, if the vamps read it another way, that's, that's kind of beyond your control, but okay. um, yeah. 
she is she's clearly at a at a precipice and from what you understand she's going to persevere and endure um and that's uh that's all you can hope for right now and that is what i will convey to her wife if and when i see her great um so after a very chatty cab ride uh you are dropped off uh near the uh the biker bar um as you'll recall this is kind of on the outskirts uh just a little bit beyond the city limits um, close enough that it's very easy to kind of get downtown, but far enough away that, you know, <laughs> you're not in an urban populace with like cops everywhere. Um, so a little, little bit of a ways uh, outside of uh, Montreal proper. Um, <clears throat> there's some residential housing uh, close by uh, where you, you recall picking up uh, or meeting up with Iris uh, back when the three of you scouted the club the first time. Um, as, uh, as you're dropped off, um, uh, he's just going to circle the block. He knows that you've got stuff to do and that he's not really helpful for that. So he'll, uh, he'll take off. Um, and uh, yeah, before you uh, kind of down the road at the, almost the end of a cul-de-sac that seems like it could be like home to any number of, like it could be a junkyard. It could be something else. Like it's, it's clearly a little industrial. Um, there is a massive two-story uh, biker bar. This thing's got a real kind of roadhouse saloon vibe. I think the, uh, the bar from, um, uh, Terminator two, where, uh, Arnie goes to get his like leather jacket and that sort of thing. So it's got kind of that like enclosed porch kind of vibe out front, um, ton of bikes, just a fuck ton of bikes, uh, parked out front, uh, as well as some muscle cars, um, a couple of, a couple of trucks. Uh, the cars are very nice. They are all, um, definitely like sort of classic American muscle cars. Um, so you don't see any like kind of uh, there's certainly no like Japanese um, sort of like smaller like tuner cars. Yeah. 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 You don't see a lot of that. It's, it's the the heavy, the classic American kind of like heavy metal loud engine, uh, which tracks with kind of the aesthetic of the bikes. Similarly, all the bikes are, you know, Harleys and sort of more American built. Um, you don't see, you know, any of like the, the little like speedy Yamahas or anything like that. It's just very much a, you can tell the tone of this bar is very much leaning into that kind of classic yeah. image of like the, the road outlaw, the, you know, and choppers it's, and muscle cars. Yeah. It's a very, this is embarrassing, but it's a very Canadian thing. Um, given that uh, we often don't have an identity ourselves when it comes to this sort of stuff that they're just like trying to evoke the U S like road outlaw sense so hard. Sure. Um, so uh, you get a lot of that from, from out front. Um, the bar itself uh, is two stories. Uh, it's big. It's wide. Um, wood, wood exterior, um, very lively. Um, you can hear some like proper dirty rock um, just kind of echoing uh, sort of a, across the air from uh, from the bar itself. Um, there's people outside having cigarettes, um, having drinks. Uh, as you determined early, like a while back, not all of the, the orphans are kindred. Um so there's definitely seems to be a, a mix of folks um, hanging out, but it uh, seems like a kind of a typical night at the bar. Um, people are, are excited, uh, hanging out. Um, and uh, Ridley, for your purposes, uh, the good news is that um, people drift away from kind of the, the spillover light from the, the swinging saloon doors kind of at the center um, to have smokes, to take a leak, uh, to fuck. There's all these sorts of things happening kind of in and around. And again, there are, a considerable amount of bikes here um, more than it seems are strictly speaking necessary for, uh, for this. Um, like the, the parking lot is packed um, despite the size of the bar. What would you guys like to do? How do you want to approach this? So here's what I'm thinking about the neighborhood. I don't think we need to go into that bar. I think they'll fucking kill us. What I yep. think we might want to do is look around, try to identify any local businesses like whoever, shall we say, shady things going on. And then, you know, we could pick someone off when they're checking in. We could cause a little silent alarm that goes to the orphans, pick up whoever comes to check it out. And if we got to burn the fucking place down, it hurts the empire, but not the part of it that we want to take over, you know? Right, right. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, all four sides of this bar, emergency exits, that kind of thing. So why don't we take a little walk around the block? We could take a look at the businesses, peek on a building from a distance, see what we can find. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to see the back of this building. All right. Um, Everett, can you roll me? Um, I think we'll go with a streetwise and uh, 
Go with wits. Streetwise, okay. And wits, okay. Sorry, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four successes. Cool. Um, a cursory glance at kind of the geography of this, this space is that um, you will kind of need to sneak up if you want to see around back. Um, it's the kind of place where there's kind of parking around, like the, the parking kind of swings around the sides. Um, out back, you can see that there's uh, there seems to be kind of a patio structure built. You can see some um, floodlights um, set up. Uh, it looks very much like there is something back there um, that uh, is certainly approachable, but you'll need to like sneak up to it. It's not a, a, a standard kind of building. You could just like walk around the perimeter and be fine. This is kind of like sneaking into someone's backyard. All right, then maybe we uh, looks like it's going to take some doing to get back there. Why don't we check out some of these other businesses first, you know, make our way along the street. Yeah, it sounds good to me. And you know, if we're going to check this place out at night, I can give the Silver Foxes a fucking call and they can see what security is like at the daytime. Because worst case scenario, we get ourselves fucking Trojan horse in. You know, he's a delivery of beer, fucking couple of kegs, bam, it's us in kegs, bam, we eat you while they're asleep. <laughs> you put a bit of thought into this, haven't you? Us I, just kegs, came up, huh? I just came up with that now. You know, I'm good at murder. <laughs> True words. Um, okay, so... Um, Investigating the the street um, and kind of the uh, the street that leads to this kind of like little drive up to the um, to the bar. Oh, and I was gonna say Ridley isn't stupid enough to wander around as Doctor Ridley, so he'll lose the lab coat and untuck the shirt, so he just looks like a weird bird victim who's dressed like a dad instead of a doctor. This fits the neighborhood much better. Uh, this is clearly a rough uh, rougher neighborhood. Um, there's uh, a number of kind of late night uh, like. Um, check cashing joints um not like the nice ones that are part of a chain but like the ones that are incredible like clearly predatory from the outside mm-hmm. um there's a, a pawn shop um that is uh, still open uh, there's a liquor store um there's uh, an old video store that is inexplicably still in operation um that's just sort of closing up uh like it's clearly like closed <laughs> really looks to everyone's like well that's a front <laughs> yeah um and then other than that, uh, there are a few uh, sort of houses here and there. Um, there's a sort of a low-rise apartment building um, fairly close by. You can hear some some yelling, sound of breaking bottles. Um, yeah, generally speaking, just, a, just kind of a rough, rough area. Do any of the businesses have like orphan stickers up in the windows or anything like that, Tom? Is there anything that gives us a clear affiliation? Uh, there isn't, but... You couldn't be on this block without it. I was going to say, like, I don't think I would be a place that specializes in having money on hand if there's a gang of bikers down the road that I wasn't pals with. Hmm. Um, so you can, if you want to get the best possible sense of this, Ryan, you can roll me a check. Otherwise, if you just have an idea you'd like to roll with, that's fine too. Um, I think I can just go with my gut on this one. Because yeah, they'd all have to be affiliated. It's not like there's one better than the other. I'd say what he would spot is uh, in terms of businesses that look like they'd be the easiest to go shall we say visit knock on a door and grab somebody like you know not the place that has the bulletproof glass between all employees in the front is there one that seems slightly less secure where they might be able to have a conversation and then perhaps make someone trigger an alarm instead of having it just go off or fuck them over sure um there are uh so there are as i said there's like three i can also roll a check for this if you want yeah sure let's do that yeah I'm imagining streetwise and wits. Yeah, bud. That is two successes. Okay. Um, so there are three uh, three check cashing places on the street. Um, but uh, of the three, um, you notice that uh, one of them is less well lit than the other two, uh, which is strange late at night. Um, upon closer inspection, Ridley, you'd recognize this, particularly from the area of London you're from. Like, this is clearly the one that is less successful than the other two. 
Um, it's, uh, they're, they're cheaping out on, um, electricity at night. Um, everything's just a little grimier. They clearly aren't doing as good a job of, of maintaining it. Um, also their rates seem bad compared to the other two they seem just like either far too high or far too low. Um, in it's kind of a clear attempt to like outprice their, their competition, but not working because they have no sense of business. So um, that would uh, that would be your your best bet, um, and um, we'll say uh, it is called um, Money Pit. Interesting. Well, that looks like a nice place to go. I would say, Everett, that maybe we go have a little talk with the owner. The nice thing is about this one, it's a bit of a carrot and a stick available because the carrot is we could burn any other two. And if we take over, we can look after this one because they don't know what the fuck they're doing without us. And the stick is we can kill them. So I feel like we got an up and down, make a friend, get some information, eat north, and everybody has a nice day. Are you hungry, my friend? Uh, Yeah, I got to say uh, I am, yeah. What well, then the nice thing is, this place will deliver. Uh, <laughs> he'll just uh, walk into the money pit. Great. Yeah, I really um, follow. So you walk in uh, to catch just the tail end of that Carly Rae song. Um, because uh, you that know, song is everywhere. There's only so many radio stations. Um, there's only and, so many recording artists who meet CanCon. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the song. So I'm going to wreck on that slightly. Uh, the song ends, and uh, you just hear like, um, "You're listening to Stingray Audio. If you'd like to upgrade to a premium package, go to Stingray.com/slash/subscribe. All right, here's another two uninterrupted minutes before this ad plays again." Um, and, uh, you hear a little voice say, those are the sweetest minutes, gentlemen, the sweetest minutes. Um, and, uh, shuffling up from behind the counter, um, is, uh, a man who looks, um, uh, a little bit like, um, fucking what's his name? Uh, he was Richard Dreyfus. Sure. You know what? We'll just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't going to be Richard Dreyfus, but it is now. Um, I love it when I'm right. <laughs> yeah, good work. You did it. Uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus coming. So there were one of those moments where I'm like, oh, man, I'm thinking of a really specific actor who was in like, was it Spaceman or something? But anyway, he was just like he was a weird Jaws or. Yeah, yeah, he was in Jaws. Mr. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, uh, but also an obscure Canadian comedian. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Richard Dreyfus, but like Richard Dreyfus, like Walmart R- Richard Dreyfus, like, you know, slightly less distinguished. Um little uh like it's just generally someone moved the sliders in all the wrong directions richard dreyfus Um, yeah uh so he comes out um and uh he's like uh uh welcome gentlemen uh to uh the money pit (laughs) i am the uh, owner and proprietor uh bradley spitz Uh, you can call me brad um i am uh i'm I'm very happy to see you in here tonight gentlemen uh what uh can i do you for we're uh, we're a pair of entrepreneurs looking oh. uh, looking to maybe uh, invest in some businesses here. Uh, real keen to learn about uh, the bar down the street there. Uh, while oh. while Everett's talking, Ridley is just scoping out security cameras. Like, what's the setup in here? All right, you want to give me a? I think probably still streetwise. Uh, sure. Or I would take subterfuge if you want to go that route. Um, and. Um, Brian, do we want to say composure on this one? Because yeah, you're trying that, to do it. That without... feels right. I think he's trying to keep it oh, on the level here. Yeah. All right. Well, he rolls that. That um, is four successes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fine. Um, Brad's eyes kind of go wide when he hears investors looking to invest. And then his eyes kind of narrow when you see the bar down the street. Um, and he says, uh, uh, well, gentlemen, it, it's very exciting to have entrepreneurs in here. You know, normally people... Uh, uh, come here to to make uh, they do they do invest uh, in the money pit, but perhaps not in the way they think. <laughs> My interest is very bad, but very good for me. So I think if you invest here uh, as actual investors, you'll be you'll be very happy. Um, the the bar is uh, well, I, I don't go in much for for the nightlife. Uh, you know, my nightlife is here, um, but uh, certainly you know some of the some of the the, the folks from down the street. Uh, come by from time to time. Uh, you know, everyone's got a payday check they need to cash from time to time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you'd think they'd go to my competitors down the street, those fucks, but uh, they don't. They don't. Sometimes they come here, which is real nice. Mm. Oh, really? And what about uh, withdrawals? You know, 
I mean, just given the neighborhood protection money, that sort of thing. Is oh, that uh, no. is that kind of business going on around here? No, no, they're they're just recreational bikers. They really like to show off their bikes in their cars. Um, but uh, but no, of course not. Look, I mean, this, me. <laughs> what's the security situation like? Because I think this is where Ridley would insert himself. Yeah. So um, you've noticed uh, three cameras, um, two of which are very old. Um, one of which is like the nice little dome dome guy. But also from your your understanding of of the modern age, um, smart arts, nah, smart arts, Jesus, smart odds are smart odds um, are that um, if he has two old school like full body cameras and one little black orb but the black orb is not a camera it's just a black orb like stuck to the ceiling um but he does have uh two older cameras kind of uh one on the cache and one on the door cool are they swivelly um they're they could be but they're fixed they're not like scanning back and forth um they're they're fixed okay so do they have blind spots ridley could get into like, say Ridley had a claw, and he just wanted to stab it through a camera. Interesting, interesting. I mean, that's an oddly specific hypothetical, Ryan, but supposing yeah. he did have such a beast. Um, if you were directly, well, no, because, I mean, he's got, because he's got the cash register and the front door covered. Um, it's actually, like, a small enough shop, but it's a pretty good spread. Um Okay, then fuck it. He doesn't have to do that. He can just threaten this guy. So I understand what you're saying, but let's say, you know, uh, and he'll just like fold his arms where his sleeves are rolled up and you could just see how fucking burnt up and kind of scary he is mm-hmm. standing a little bit too close to this guy, which is very too close because Ridley's mm-hmm. normal is too close. He's like, in every business, he's got some breakage, we could say. Just a certain amount, it's got to go out the door because things, you know, don't always go the way you want. Nobody can keep 100%, but let's say somebody was having that taste. What kind of breakage are you looking at, friend? Can you roll me a, uh, let's go with intimidation and. Uh, what, strength? Strength, yeah. Or manipulation, one of the two. But, well, no, you're not beating him up. So let's go with manipulation. Okay, that comes to two successes. Um, all right, his his eyes kind of start to dart around, and he, he's like, well, look, look uh, gentlemen, I don't want any trouble. Also, I, I can't tell whether you're cops investigating crime or criminals trying to commit crime, but, uh, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I, all, all, I do, all I do is is help people get money, okay? I'm, I'm not looking for trouble. That is so good, because first of all, I'll tell you, we're not cops, but we are people who are looking to make some money. And to be implicit about my goals, we're looking to make all the money that that bar makes, within the next couple of weeks. So because I've said this out loud, undoubtedly that makes this dangerous for you. You can look at me, clearly I'm danger to myself, and you can look at my friend Everett. I hate to do this. And he reaches over and just raises Everett's hat to show the bullet wound in his forehead. He's like, yeah, it's going to get fucked up in here. Everett, like, so rolls his eyes like, damn it. <laughs> just pulls his hat <laughs> back down. Damn it, Ridley. Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host the blood and syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dum Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds. You can add names and locations to the shows, or at the $25 level, you can even create your own NPC of darkness, or light, or whatever various lighting solution you want. You create your character, and they appear in one of our shows, causing all forms of shenanigans, and your name ends up in the credits. It's a pretty sweet deal. In any case, Join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grand darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. 
Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as hive-bred siblings Lyric and Alto as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now. So we can help you make a fortune, I own the cab company, we can make things work, we can make your competitors disappear in this little neighbourhood, but I'm going to need some help dealing with the fucking assholes inside our bar. Wait, wait, wait. You can make my competitors disappear? Oh yeah, you could be uh, really rolling in it, my friend. I'm talking about uh, Stingray premium money, you know? And he's like, I, I never thought I could hear a whole song, let alone two in a row. Wow, I could be, I could be the, the the cash man of this whole neighborhood. Yeah, cash man spits. It's got a, it's got a real ring to it. Um, and he, he pushes his so. his glasses up his nose and says, leans in conspiratorially, and he says, oh, "Okay, gentlemen, well, what what do you need from me? Right, do you need so muscle?" Gonna- and he like slaps his little tiny hand at his little tiny open, like his little tiny fist, his little tiny open hand. So the first question is, do your cameras fucking work? Oh, fuck no, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? I can't, I can't afford Stingray Premium. You think I'm going to be able to afford working cameras? Okay, that's great. It takes out a complication I was worried about. So here's what I'm thinking, because we want to do this and we need to learn things, but we can't have you know what was going on at all. So I would prefer that as well, yes. I agree. So do you have a number that you're supposed to call if someone comes in here and starts fucking shit up about protection? Um. Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can, I can text a guy. Okay, just wait, wait out for a second, and he'll turn to Everett and be like, "Who's a vampire that we don't fucking like? Like, who's a fucking problem?" I mean, any and all of the orphans. No, no, no. We need someone from outside of that. So if they come here and they find him, and I say who did this, we could just pin it on someone else that we don't oh, like. Geez. I mean, honestly, most of the vampires that you have a problem with, they, uh, they don't last long. Yeah, I know, but we've got to have one, right? Like, we can't just have a world where I like everyone. There's got to be fucking someone. Hmm. Okay, we got Dr. Skull. I'm literally looking at my sheets. No, I understand. I, I would help you out. But, uh, honestly, you're, you're running low on... Um, really? Damien Black, but I can't kill him because he's got my fucking mum. I mean, Ryan is not a vampire, but you could try and pick it on Iggy Dunn. No, Iris will fucking kick my ass. But we are going to kill these guys. But you also don't know if Iggy Dunn is like a known quantity. Yeah, yeah, and I don't drug dealer. Don't know exactly what he looks like. Are you saying it needs to be a vampire because you want them to send vampires? No, no, no. I was just thinking about covering our ass. Okay, what if we? uh, It could just be a drunk from the bar. You know, no, no, no. Could you? Well, why don't we try to make the world do a little bit of good? You want to call the police to see if there's some kind of, some fucking scumbag they know did something really fucking nasty and they can't fucking pin anything on. My main contact is Billy and she's not picking up the phone. Oh, then fuck it. It's some drunk old white guy. Okay, that's it. It's some fucking beefed up white guy. So here's the deal, little friend. I'm thinking we're going to have you text to say someone is in here fucking the place up. Uh, We're going to need you to say it's, I don't know, a white guy with a tattoo from the movie Triple X on his fucking neck, uh, he's fucking shit up. And then I'm afraid after you do this, we might have to hurt you a little bit. No, don't kill me, man. Don't kill me. No, 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 no. Let me finish the thought. So just, just so they don't fucking think you're in on it when we take out the ones who come to visit. Okay. But, but after you hurt me and then, then, then take out the guys who come here, like you're going to, you're going to make me the cash man, right? We're going to make you the fucking cash king. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, and also just one more, and he's got a little notebook out now. He's like, one more point of clarification. Um, when I'm explaining this villainous gentleman, um, it, 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 is there a second tattoo from Triple X State of the Union you would prefer? I, I didn't see that one. I really only like the Vin Diesel ones, but it, it, is that of interest to you at all? Or, or should I just say he has three X's on his neck? Uh, 
If you want one for the second one as well, that's fine. The trick is we want it so specific it's not going to get blamed on someone who seems decent. And I'm pretty sure no decent person on earth would have a fucking tattoo from the movie Triple X on their fucking neck. Interesting. I can't fault the logic. Uh, okay. All right. Well, um, in the immortal words of the man himself, I live for this shit. <laughs> it's a good film. You should consider watching it uh, if you haven't seen it. He looks specifically at Everett, who looks confused. Yeah, Riddler, uh, Everett is confused and just kind of yeah. waiting. Like, oh, Don't okay. worry. I've, I've seen the movie because I can't fucking read the poster. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, okay. Ha- hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll make the call. Um, Everett. But he just leans over. He's like, I think you're going to need to punch this guy in the face because if I do it, I'm worried he's going to fucking crumble. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. All right, do you want to be in here, pretending to be the guy menacing him, and I'll go outside so I can come in and hit someone in the fucking ass? All right, just, you know, don't be late. No problem. Uh, so he'll just go outside and try to find the shadiest place to hide with his fucking gloves. Uh, can you roll me a stealth trick there, pal? Oh, yeah, let's play to his strengths. <laughs> I would say stealth and resolve, please. Do I even have um, stealth? Meanwhile, um, Brad Spitz uh, picks up the phone and says, uh, uh, hey, it, it, it's me. It, yeah, it's Brad. It's Brad. Yeah, it's Spitzy. Listen, um, there, there, there's a there's a guy here and he's really he's rough and stuff up. And he he said he's going to take the money. And also, I, I think he, he said something about <laughs> vampires. Can you believe that? That's pretty crazy. He's this big guy. He's got. Um, Everett's like flashing his teeth, being like, "Oh, I did scary, uh, yeah, yeah." He was really scary. Uh, he was like just, just like a, a big um, a white guy with like a. And he had a, a neck tattoo um, that that said uh, uh, "Vin Diesel" on it. I mean, yeah, Vin, he, um, it said Vin Diesel, um, and also three X's from that Vin Diesel movie with the three. Anyway, oh no, look, he's he's hitting me now. Ow! And he starts like making like very lame like slapping sounds, being like, "Ow! Oh no!" Ow. All right, all oh, right. No. I'll go over there and I'll, I'll grab him by his lapel and just kind of like haltingly like bring my fist back like oh, I'm sorry little guy and just wait just bop him in the nose great uh his nose shatters his glasses break uh and he just lets out a muffled uh like cry into the phone um and uh you just hear a voice on the other end be like uh Spitzy Spitzy oh shit hey guys I think Spitzy's getting his ass kicked uh might be one of those uh I don't know, one of those Camarilla fucks. Let's uh, let's go. I mean, save the guy, I guess. Um, then from the back, you hear, "Yeah, he uh, he's one of ours. You make sure to save him." Um, and uh, he's here. All right, hang hang on, Spitzy. Um, hold my drink. And uh, then the phone hangs up. Oh, hail Spitzy! I'm I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, you you go on in the back and take care of that. You got a bathroom back there? <laughs> I have a bucket. Well, you right. go on back to your bucket and try to clean up as best you can. Uh, but I'm gonna, out no matter what you hear. Well, I'm the cash king. I'm going to get a real toilet. Uh, and he, he runs into the back room. Boy, what a sad little fella. So, Tom, on my stealth, I managed to roll one success. So I have a pitch for Ridley's bad stealth. Uh, Ridley went to try to hide by a car in the parking lot, but he ended up sitting down in a puddle and spraying himself. He's not hidden, but he looks like he's definitely homeless and drunk. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, A few minutes pass. And uh, sure enough, um, a couple of biker toughs come come kind of down the road. Um, One guy is uh, like remarkably clean cut. Um, considering the, the biker outfit he's wearing, but uh, it's almost that like Negan look from um, The Walking Dead, where it's like a meti- like a perfect leather jacket that's never been worn before. Um, so he's like dressed the part, but just a little the bit of the like um, he's got the John Hamm and Baby Driver thing going on, where he's like clearly a banker who's trying to look tough, right? Um, but this is clearly just his like evening. Um, and uh, beside him. There is uh, a lady who looks like she'd just be very at home in the Thunderdome, um, just like, uh, you know, spiked purple hair, um, got a stud through her uh, through her lip. Um, and um, she is is full on carrying like a like a pipe uh, just up her sleeve um, and um, wearing like a, you know, a, like a, a ratty Nirvana shirt under a, a leather vest. Um, and uh, as uh, as they're walking, um, she just says, I mean. 
I, I know he's a little bit of a weirdo, but I, I must admit, I, I always kind of thought that Spitzy kind of ran the best joint of all these guys. I mean, sure, his prices are bad, and yeah, he's clearly very robbable, but at least he's not an asshole about it, you know? And the guy's like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, we give him shit because his name is is kind of ridiculous, but kind of like that little weirdo. All right, let's let's go make sure no one killed him, huh? Um. And uh, the lady stops and kind of looks down uh, at you and she nods the other guy and she's like, um, hey, uh, Elliot, should we, and she kind of like gestures to you and, uh, and uh, Elliot goes, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And he reaches into his pocket uh, and he pulls out a, a 10 and he just like puts it down next to you and he's like, uh, you know, uh, good luck to you, bud. All right, come on, let's go. And she kind of like slides the pipe back up her sleeve, just vexed as all hell about this. And uh, the two of them begin to make their way towards the money pit. Uh, I have turned off the lights in the money pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am actually um, by the uh, uh, the stereo that uh, uh, Brad has uh, this, this music playing through with just my hand on the volume knob, ready to crank it if I need to fire my gun. Okay, amazing. Ridley, what are you doing? Uh, I think Ridley would wait until he had it because he's not stealthy. So it's not like he could follow them from three feet away and not get caught. He has to wait till they're pretty fucking close to the door before he books it. So he's going to be tight on whatever game ever it's going to run. Sure. Um, and before it starts, he's definitely fucking vampiring the shit out of himself because <laughs> the only strength he has left is vampire strength. So as they start to approach, um, uh, Elliot kind of holds his hand up and um, the... Uh, uh, the lady kind of like slips the the pipe out um, and kind of nods to him. Um, and you can see that they've kind of dropped into to work mode. Um, and uh, he just kind of cracks his, his neck back and forth um, and uh, just yells, Hey, Spitzy, stand back. And then he just boots the door in. All right, I am not moving i'm trying to hide in the darkness by the stereo can you give me a stealth please yep. and i think uh stealth and in, in this case dexterity because you're you're trying to hold your body stealth hot and dex okay uh three successes Okay. Yep. Um, you are, you are good. There's enough shit in this place that you're able to, to kind of hold tight. Um, so Elliot moves in first um, and um, he's, uh, he's, he's kind of like looking around, scanning the area. Um, the, uh, the lady with the pipe is uh, kind of standing at the door, um, clearly kind of keeping uh, a watch out. Um, Ridley, would you be moving by this point or would you be waiting? Yeah, this is, this is the point he'd go. Okay. Uh, so roll me an athletics and a stamina. Okay. And we'll see if you can get there before she kind of turns back around to, to keep watch. That is one success on a 10, but only the one. All right. Let's see if she beats that. Uh, sadly, she does. So as you're, you're like, you know, Wolverine your way across, uh, she turns around um, and just yells, Oh shit. Um, and she immediately like pops her fangs. Um, and then just fucking like steps forward, swinging the, uh, the pipe, like a baseball bat, like just a proper baseball swing kind of like for your hair. Are you, are you like saber tooth running or are you just like running, running? Uh, I think he would have been like, like slow, like on his feet, loping running. But then the moment she turns, it's that Wolverine saber okay, tooth leap at her. Um, so we're going to roll a post checks uh, to great. see what's what. Um, this will be for you, sir, brawl and strength. Okay. Uh, and let me know how many dice are you rolling? Uh, that is seven. Seven. Okay. All righty. Oof. <laughs> I have four successes and two tens though. Sadly, neither of them are on a hunger day. Uh, I got nothing but fails. So, <laughs> um, so she turns, um, you know, bears her fangs, uh, goes to swing the pipe. What do you do? Okay. Um, 
I think he manages to get in early and he doesn't want to kill her, but he's got his fucking like ultra nasty silver gloves on. So I think instead it's he comes in and it's just bladed fingers jammed right in through both of her shoulders. So just like pinning the arms wide. Right. So like she follows through, but the pipe falls out of her hands as like her tendons don't work the way they should no more. Yeah. Um, And um, she just like uh, lets out a a, a, like a, a hiss of rage. Um, and tries to bite at your neck, but because you're like holding her at, at distance with the silvered gloves, uh, she she can't. Uh, meanwhile, inside, um, Elliot yells, "Hey, Sp- Spitzy, where where are you, bud? Hey, if you killed Spitzy, I'm gonna fucking kill you." Is it is this guy clearly human to me, or can um, I not tell? So far, uh, you can roll me a awareness. Actually, uh, no, let's make it interesting. Uh, you can roll me a straight rouse check uh, to see if you can uh, ascertain. <laughs> Is he tasty? I fail. So Right. You can't tell. And then that's more hunger for me too, right? Um, yes. Okay. All right. Getting beastie. I'm a, I'm a beastie boy. Um, what can I say? That dice was wicked, 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 woo sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, I think in the spirit of that, um, having four marks of hunger, um, I will crank the volume on Carly Rae Jepsen or whatever the hell's playing right now. Now it's the Beastie Boys for sure. Okay, great. Uh, And uh, I will... um, I didn't see him with any weapons, right? She's got the pipe, but he didn't have anything. So I'll just leap at him barehanded and and try and tackle him. Great. Uh, All right. Uh, Give me a strength and brawl. And let me know how many dice you're rolling, please. Uh, well, I'm rolling three dice, <laughs> all of which are hunger. That's two successes, one of them a crit, but it's got to be two crits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, you win the contest. Um, you uh, tackle them uh, into. Uh, just into like a, a rack of pamphlets about various ways you can have your money taken by this asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as you kind of tackle him to the ground, you see him be like, big mistake, asshole. Uh, and he pops fangs. Uh, and I'll just say, uh, uh, oh, yes, please. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to bite him. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, go ahead and make a this is strength and melee i believe melee is separate okay so that's yep. melee is using a weapon your weapon is your teeth yeah You're true this is not my forte so this is just two dice rolling yeah. uh two successes though uh i got uh two failures so um nom nom <laughs> um you uh clamp um onto his uh neck uh and he he just kind of like his eyes go wide uh, and he's just like, wait, what? And then um, Brad comes out of the back um, with a tampon up each nostril and he just says, that's right, motherfuckers, Spitzy's revenge. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that, you you begin to uh, slake your thirst uh, on this guy. And you can already tell when you start to drink him that he is not uh, a full-blooded vampire. Um, so it's not gonna do as as good as you'd hope but i assume you're gonna drink this guy dry would that be fair to say yeah yeah i think i think losing some composure here too i think uh i think with spitzy coming out of the bathroom ever like like rears up from his meal ever so briefly like just like like his hair wet like against his his face uh, like his hat is gone like his eyes are like bloodshot red he's just like get back and like tells him like get back inside don't have to tell the king twice. <laughs> and then he just and then, like, like flips over the, the counter and hides in the back. Yeah, he's just going to like snarl and like dig back in. Just like <laughs> just go back at him. Great. Um, Ridley, um, you are locked in mortal stab combat outside. Um, what are you going to do with this uh, this lady? Uh, I think he just wants to carry her in. Like he needs to debilitate her so she can't fight back. So he doesn't have to worry about that shit anymore. So if she's debilitated now. Great. Otherwise he'll just bust sure. one of her knees. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, you're fine. Then I think it's just like, pick her up with the blade still in her shoulders, carry her inside, kick the door shut. Like it's just, he's got his, Everett's got his, like it's all, everything's coming up roses. Uh, right. 
and then he'll just throw her on the counter and turn down the music so they can have a conversation. Cool. All right. So shame about your friend, Elliot. He seemed like a nice man, but he fell in with the wrong crowd. What's your name, friend? I'm, and she just kind of like winces um, in, uh, in pain. And uh, she says, uh, name's uh, Sarah, Sarah Breen. Well, Sarah, you know what? This is going to be an interesting night for you and me because sometimes I like to do the nasty thing and sometimes I like to do the night thing. What was your last name again? Why does it matter, dude? You just stabbed me through the shoulders and you killed my friend. It's Breen. Breen, all right. Well, you got a fucking the- Rolodex over there? What the hell's wrong with you? Well, you know, certain kinds of people have to keep the Rolodex in their head. So I need to know about your club. I need to know the ways in and a ways out and I need to know how to take out your friends. Okay, there's a door. There's a back door and go fuck yourself. Oh, see, that's the kind of thing people love to say. I don't know if you've met my friend Everett. Take a look. And he just like turns her head <laughs> so she can see Everett eating her friend. Um, and um, she just like pales a little bit. Um, Everett is she, like savaging yeah. <laughs> Elliot's neck. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Wait, are, he, he told us we, we, we were protected, all of us. Yeah, what? Well, I mean, first of all, the question's who, but second of all, the answer is no, because it turns out if you suck on a vampire hard enough, you actually eat their fucking soul and get stronger. So you won't even get the bonus of having a real. You'll go into fucking nowhere. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Look, look, um, we, we were just, we, we, Pierre, he, he told us we had a, that someone was watching over us. Uh, so we, we all kind of felt say, Oh God, he's really going to town. Um, yeah. Yeah, who's uh, watching over you? Batista? Was it someone else? Uh, no, he, he just said there was, um, uh, someone very powerful, uh, a, a friend who you've been here a really long time. Sounded ancient, older than vampires. Okay. Now about the ways in and out, how, how many of you are there? And what is the best way to kill everyone? Because I would hate to have to rip your soul out of your body and get stronger, but I would be willing to pay that price. Look, look, look I, I, I don't know. I, what do you want from me? I, I can't tell you how to just kill everyone. I don't know, shoot them, stake them, whatever kills you fuckers. All right, what's, what's your daytime security like? I'm imagining everybody sleeps in that fucking place. Well, there, there's, there's a bunch of us. I mean, uh, a bunch of them that aren't, that aren't vampires. But I'm a vampire. We're we're vampires. She's okay. clearly sweating, and uh, that does not seem true. Yeah, that sounds like some shit to me. Um, hmm. Well, you know what? One of the things they say about heaven and life that could go forever is it's a lot harder with only one end. Uh, and then he'll just chop her fucking left hand off with his fucking <laughs> spiky gloves. Um, great. She starts to like uh, actively scream, um, and she like bites down hard on her uh, like on her lip, um, and uh, her fang pops off. Oh man, he's jumping right the fuck in there. This is some sort of weird suicide thing here. Um, she just is like screaming, blood is spraying from her hand, uh, and her eyes roll back up at her head. She passes out from shock. Oh, that was a waste of time. Everett, I'm imagining you didn't get any fucking intel from yours, eh? Uh, is Elliot well and truly oh, very much and so. dead? Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, Ryan, I should point out, um, her tooth didn't come off. Her fang popped off. Uh, a, a quick inspection shows that uh, they are uh, prosthetics. Oh, fuck. This one's not even a vampire. Well, I should have known from the amount of blood coming out. Fucking hell. All right. So uh, there's something older than vampires that's supposed to protect them. She has no idea what the fuck's going on inside a bar. I don't even know if they're really fucking vampires. That's my fucking problem. Um, I, uh, do, I, do I gain any, uh, do I lose any hunger? Feeding yes, you do. Okay, so yep. he was in fact in a vampire. He was, yeah. Is, um, okay. you, uh, you're down to one. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he wasn't as as satisfying as as a, a full blooded vampire would be, but you got you got what you needed. So, Everett, here's the thing: we could bring her back and try to fix her up in the hospital and see if we've got more questions. I don't know how much fucking use she's going to be, or I could just fucking eat her because I don't know how much fucking use she's going to be. But then we got absolutely nothing out of this other than meat spits. Hey, uh, and he comes back out. He's like, uh, l- 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 listen. Guys, th- th- she wasn't entirely lying. The bar's open twenty four hours. You could probably, like, I could, I could go, 
I mean, I got to pretend I got kicked my ass kicked. So maybe not me, but like someone could go in there during the day. If you know anyone who could do that, just make sure they, you know, looked apart. Yeah. Right. yeah so we, we, we that. I got a selection of people who could make themselves look apart. All right. So we could send somebody in for daytime. She's fucking useless. And he, it, so he was a vampire, right? He wasn't just one of these. No, I watched him pop his fangs. Okay, so, well, Spitz, this is going to make things complicated for you, but Daddy Redler needs a fucking meal, uh, and I think he's just going to eat this fucking... He'll, like, down his weird yep. blood coction business and then just drain this lady dry. Uh, and um, as you do so, um, Brad is like, uh, okay, um, the, the Pierre she was talking about, his, his name is Pierre Belmere. He's... Uh, He's he's the 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 head of the the orphans. Uh, he left town for a bit a while back. Uh, there's there's some real weird unpleasantness with with the the, the you know you you guys. But um, he's uh he's been back for a little while now. Um, oh God, I, I that's a lot of blood coming out of her. Um, look, that's the best I can do. Um, I, I I just can't wait to be king, but also I think I need to go throw up in my bucket a bit. Yeah, you do that, friend. Just uh, why don't we tell ourselves a nice little story here, which is because uh, what happens to Elliot's body? Does he fucking turn into dust or shit because he's a vampire? Yep. Uh, right. Although he's pretty recent, so he he just kind of turns into a slightly decayed body. Oh, fuck, that's not that useful. Okay. Yeah, well, fuck it. It's the, it's the triple X guy. Go into your office. You're doing fine. We'll let you know what's going on once we do. Uh, thank you for stopping at the money pit and then he goes and like clearly just sprays vomit across the inside of his office and slams the door all right so Everett, we thought we kind of got two options here with these bodies we can make him disappear and this place is still a fucking gore fest or we could go and i don't know do a drive-by at a cab and huck him on a fucking driveway on the way past if we want to make a signal would we like them to be paranoid directly or would we like them to be paranoid indirectly i'm thinking indirectly is safer and easier right now I mean, they sent these two to check up on Brad here. They're not going to hear back from him. They're going to get curious. All right, let's find the fucking money. We're going to have to take that with us. Otherwise, this won't look like a robbery. Yep. Well, I mean, sorry about the way I left Elliot. And well, actually, well, you left that lady too. They're, they're going to know it's more than just money. Well, they might. Stay I mean, this place. Yeah, well, if it's a fucking vampire. The blood that I've like sprayed as I was trying to... Yeah, but he said it was a fucking muscly vampire. If you could take him so easy, you know I could have busted these two up if I was on my fucking game. Yeah, I know it. Okay, hey. so let's get some fucking money. They're going to be paranoid anyways. You know, do what we got to do. And then I'll call people up and we'll get him to go visit the bar through the day. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. All right. So with that, uh, you you call a cab. <laughs> You um, hop in and uh, you you leave the blood-soaked money pit. Um, you're taking the bodies with you? Uh, no, we're going to leave them. Leave them? So that, right. And we'll just steal cash so that it looks yep. like whoever came in boosted it. Um, as uh, as you, the cab pulls up, um, Brad just kind of like uh, salutes to you, um, still clearly looking very shaky. Um, and then you, you see him take a deep breath. Uh, and just kind of like reach his hand into one of the puddles of blood and starts drawing X's on the wall. Um, and it just gives you, gives you a thumbs up uh, as uh, the cab pulls away. And really uh, give him one back, man. That guy's fucking crafty. I mean, I you really don't like run that. the third worst money uh, predatory money cashing place in a, this bad neighborhood without some smarts uh, as uh, you pull away. Um, uh, your, your, your cab buddies like, uh, hey guys, listen, so uh, we're coming up on the end of my shift here. Uh, you know, it's been real good, but um, honestly, I- I'm pretty tuckered out. You guys have been, uh, you know, talking my ear off all night, so I'm going to need to uh, take a little bit of a break, but I'll drop you off wherever you want to go because that's kind of what you do in a cab. Uh, it's a cab kind of driving situation, but, you know, it's been real nice driving you guys, getting to know you a, a bunch. Uh, hey, listen, you guys have a lot of blood on you. Um, that's cool. Uh do you guys want some like wet naps or anything? I mean, normally I charge extra, but I mean, for you guys, I could just hustle in as a hospitality. And oh, you can hang on to the naps. Just take us back to the hospital where we all started from. Uh, and Everett, just more more than ever, like despite the fact that you've tamed the beast for the, the moment, having drained a vamp, without any question, I may add, which is a, a big change for old Ridley or for old uh, Everett. Rather, uh, 
never before has your gun seemed so heavy and present and available as uh, this this idiot nonstop chattering at you uh, is making you feel. Um, and for once, just for a brief second, you think you understand what it is to be Ridley. Um, and uh, with that, uh, the the two of you uh, make your way back to the hospital um, to find uh, a rather unexpected guest waiting for you. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai. Angle. And all our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. <laughs> Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, Great Dane, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.